Listen, we are not meant to do life alone, and that includes our wellness journey. I don't know about you, but if I'm in isolation too long, those healthy habits God wants to pursue start to slip. I start skipping workouts. I start going back to my old harmful coping mechanisms. I start missing out on my Jesus time. And slowly, I end up back where I don't want to be. Defeated, stuck, sad and depressed, frustrated with myself. Maybe you recognize that cycle in your own life. We need community to support us, keep us accountable, help share our burdens, and to encourage us to keep going. That's why I created In His Image Wellness Collective. It's a place to come together as we steward our wellness for Jesus and be transformed more into who he originally created us to be. If you need community, send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com and let's get you plugged in. When you join, you'll get access to an incredible workout and nutrition platform, weekly meal plan inspiration, weekly devotionals, a weekly prayer meeting over Zoom, daily support and guidance, a private group for accountability, and so much more. Send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get all the details on how to become part of this incredible community. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, it is Carly here. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Affirming Truth Podcast. Oh, jeez. So we're going to talk today about being thankful when the answer to your prayer is no. And I'm walking through that right now. And let me tell you a little bit about it. If you've been listening for any amount of time, you know I had knee surgery in September for a meniscus tear that actually happened in 2020 over COVID. So since May 2020, I've been struggling with my knee. Found out it was a tear. The surgeon thought that it looked like a good candidate for repair. Underwent surgery that was really hard and a difficult recovery for me. And since then, I have been saying my knee actually feels worse than before surgery. You know, during COVID, I prayed and prayed that God would heal my knee. You know, all elective surgeries were closed down. It was impacting my day-to-day life. God didn't answer it in, in a miraculous healing. Then I found the surgeon, and I and he's supposed to be the best at these types of tears. My knee was a good candidate. So I was like, okay, God's going to choose to bring my healing about through this amazing doctor. Hard surgery for me to go through, hard recovery for me to go through, and my knee has been worse. And so went back to the surgeon, 
we did another MRI. And the reason why my knee feels worse than before surgery is because it actually is worse. I don't know how this happened, but uh, the surgeon originally went in to repair one tear in my meniscus. And I just had a really top-notch radiologist read my new MRI. And the new MRI shows not one, but two tears in the medial meniscus. It shows tearing apart of where the meniscus and the MCL come together outside of the knee joint. It shows a cyst that has formed where that tear is. And it shows a few tears in my ACL. Now, my knee is wrecked and, you know, we're going to be trying some expensive treatment to avoid surgery, but I just felt so defeated. Since I have found out about all the trouble in my knee, I've gone up to the altar for prayer during prayer calls. I've had My knee had people lay hands on it. I've had my knee anointed with oil. I went to a special prayer meeting about my knee. During the 21 days of prayer and fasting in January, I contended for my knee. My knee is not healed. I can't really walk more than 10 minutes. My ability to work out has taken a hit. And just general movement hurts my knee. And I got to tell you, I was discouraged. I felt defeated. Honestly, when I first heard about my knee, I called my mom and cried. And I just felt defeated and I felt discouraged. And I felt, why God? I was questioning, why God? Now, we know in the scripture, it says to rejoice always. And I was asking God, Lord, how can I rejoice when you've chosen not to heal me? How can I rejoice when not only are things not healed, but they're worse than they were before? How can I rejoice in this situation? And I'll tell you what God has been revealing to me and what I'm walking through. And I am very much actively walking through this, right? I don't have it all together. I'm still wrestling with discouragement and defeat, but I keep bringing those feelings back to God and then reminding myself of these five things that I'm going to share with you right now. Being thankful when the answer to your prayer is no. The first thing that I'm reminding myself of is that his plan is greater. We read in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways. I can't understand the plan of God. In my limited capacity, it's hard for me to understand how my blown-out knee is going to work in God's greater plan. It is hard for me to imagine how a worse scenario with my knee is going to be worked out for my good and his glory. But I have to remind myself, I'm not God. I don't have the mind of God. His thoughts, his ways are higher. 
And I have to remind myself that his plans for me are yes and amen. So even if I don't understand this, it's okay. God understands it. God's not surprised. The second thing I'm leaning into in coaching myself to be thankful in the midst of this is to understand that there's a lesson to be learned. You know, whatever you go through, you have an opportunity to learn and grow from it. In James 1, 2-4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials and of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This trial, this no, this path that I'm walking through right now is going to produce perseverance in me and not just perseverance to keep going, but perseverance to keep praying, right? I mean, I think sometimes when we pray and we don't get the outcome we want in the timing we think is, is necessary, we stop praying, don't we? But there's this parable in the Bible, and I I should have looked it up before I started recording. I can't remember where it is right now, but it's about this widow going to the king and making a request of him. And the king's saying no, and she keeps coming back until he is sick of seeing her. He is worn out by her appearance that he eventually says yes to her request. She did not take no for an answer. She kept coming back. Now, if this evil quit, if this evil king eventually, under her perseverance, concedes, how much more is our good king, our godly king, our heavenly father, willing to say yes when we persevere in the asking? So I'm going to persevere. I'm going to persevere in asking, and I'm going to persevere in walking in my calling. I'm not going to allow this no to defeat me and stop me from doing God's work. There's a lesson to be learned here. And my prayer is, Lord, show me how I can use this. Show me what the lesson is here that I may grow. The third thing that we can focus on thankfulness when the answer to prayer is no, is reminding ourselves that waiting refines us. Waiting refines us. God has said no right now. That's not to say my yes won't come later. Maybe I just have to wait and maybe the wait will be a long wait, right? Maybe it'll be decades. Maybe you're praying for a wayward child to come home and it's been decades. Keep praying. Keep waiting. It is refining you. Maybe you've been praying for healing from your mental illness and you haven't had any relief. Keep praying. Keep being thankful. The waiting refines us. We read in Romans 5, 3 to 4, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. God wants to build 
character in us. God is constantly working at refining us to bring us more into the image of Jesus, that we would be more like Jesus. There is refinement in waiting, and we can thank God and praise God that he doesn't leave us where we're at spiritually, but he refines us like gold. And yes, that means going through the fire. That's the hard part. You have to go through the fire to get the gold. You have to go to the grave to get the resurrection. Isn't that the way it works? So while my answer is no, and I'm going through the fire, it's going to refine me. The other thing that leads to thankfulness when God is, says no is being able to trust the character of God. Trust the character of God. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is with us. You know, sometimes we may feel like the no is an abandonment, but that's just a lie from the enemy. God doesn't abandon us in our no. He strengthens us. He helps us. He upholds us. He guides us. He comforts us. He loves us. That's the character of God. God isn't a mean father withholding good gifts. We know Jesus told us if, if a father that is sinful gives his son good gifts, how much more than a God that is perfect going to give our ch- give his children? He's the giver of good gifts. So just because we can't see the gift right now, just because we don't have the mind of Christ right now to understand it, we have to trust the character of God. He is unchanging. Praise the Lord for that. And lastly, To be thankful when the answer to your prayer is no, you actually have to actively rejoice. Like you have to put that thankfulness into action. You can't just say, okay, I'm thankful. You need to actively rejoice. It says in Habakkuk 3, 17 to 18, though the tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior, right? Even if I still have cancer, even if I still have mental illness, even if I can't see the salvation of my child in the near future, even if my marriage is falling apart right now, even if I'm struggling through depression, even if I have a blown out knee, I will rejoice in the Lord. God, my what? God, my Savior. God, my Savior. He has already saved us by sending his son to go to the cross. We can rejoice 
in that. We can rejoice knowing that as children of God, our suffering has an end date and our eternity is in Christ where there is no more tears, there is no more pain, there is no more evil. That is the ultimate answer to prayer. And that ultimate answer to prayer was done at the cross and will come to the fullness of completion when we are in glory with Christ in heaven. Being thankful when the answer to your prayer is no is hard. You know, you can take that hardness to God. You can talk to him about your discouragement and disappointment. You can grieve. You can lament. There's a whole book in the Bible about lamenting. You can grieve and lament to God. But ultimately, I want you to come back to these five things. Remembering that his plan is greater. Looking for the lesson to be learned. Celebrating that waiting refines us. Trusting the character of God and actively rejoicing. The affirming truth I have for you today is, I will not give up on prayer, but continue to rejoice in my Savior no matter the outcome. And I want to take you to Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Friend, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Jesus suffered. He is with us in our suffering. He knows what it's like to suffer. And yet, for the joy set before him, what was that joy? That joy was you, friend, and me, friend, being reconciled to Christ. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Guys, for the joy set before us, our homecoming to heaven, we can endure the trials. Not in our own strength but in God's strength. And we can keep coming to the throne room day after day, week after week, year after year with our petitions. God does not grow weary of our prayer. And so let's not grow weary in offering them up with a heart of thanksgiving. I'll talk to you later, friend. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.